I've heard a lot of people say that New York City is the center of the universe. Have you ever heard that? I've heard a few people say it. But here in Hamilton, I think that the center is Cassiano's. My guest today is Linda Kashan. She's helped improve Main Street, and she's done about a million other things for this town. Everyone knows her. Everyone loves her. And I love this interview. So please welcome my guest, Linda Kashan. I'm revved up. Okay, I'm ready. The world, you need to know why I'm revved up. Because I have Linda. Should I call you Kashan or Kashiano? Kashan. 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 And then That's you, my name. And then how did you get Kashiano? I never knew this the whole time I was married to Nick, but around the time that I was going to start the coffee shop, because I built bought the building and renovated the building and thought, what am I doing with this? I thought, well, couldn't think of anybody to run into that would do the cool thing. I'll just start a coffee shop because we needed a coffee shop. We needed a place to gather, meet your friends, have a conversation. We needed that in Hamilton more than we even needed a cup of coffee. We just needed a place to be. So, um, but anyway, I wanted, I always had this vision that the coffee shop would be sort of the, um, the feel of our Italian ancestry. So it wouldn't be what a lot of restaurants were doing at that time, which was that Tuscany look with all the marble and the granite and so forth. I wanted to feel like an Italian immigrant had come in there in the 1940s and said, I want to sell coffee, I want to sell pastries, I want to sell good things to eat, and this is how it should look. So I wanted, wanted it to look older. I didn't want it to look, you know, fake. I wanted to look like it would have looked, say, in those years, the 30s, the 40s, whatever. So with that, I wanted to name it something that had to do with Hamilton's, you know, Italian ancestry. <laughs> right. And I thought of these different names, Messina, coffee shop, because everyone in Hamilton came from Sicily, and one of the names, the places they came from was Messina. I thought of all these different names, and I was talking to my husband's aunt, who was the, the, the historian of the family, and she was telling us a story. I wasn't even asking her, really, for any reason, but she was telling us a story about the grandfather who um, had, you know, settled in Hamilton, and she mentioned Cassiano. I said, I said wait a minute. Why are you saying Cassiano? She says, well, that was their name that they came over from Italy with, and um, but when he settled here, he got involved with Atlantic County politics. Keep talking. I'm just gonna close the door. He came, got involved with politics, and um, was a businessman also. And his, you know, political goombas said, you know, if you had a less Italian name, you might do better. Oh. Which really made no sense because most of Hamilton was being settled at that time by Italians. And one of the businesses that he did at that time was the paperwork for Italians, the notary, public, notary notarizing, yeah, and right. I don't know, different things they did with paperwork. This was pre-cars, this was before cars were, were popular. So anyway, he changed his name to Kashan, from the beautiful name of Casciano to Kashan, and uh, that was in the early 1900s. And then from that point, 
when cars became popular, he became the designated motor vehicle agency. I don't know if you know that over the years, motor vehicle agencies were given to people political gratis, so to speak. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really people, were, like a franchise. They would have. Why? I don't know. That's just the way it was. It was I think it might even still be that way now. I'm not really sure, but that's huh. the way it was. So uh, motor vehicles led to selling insurance for the cars, and then selling insurance for cars led to homes and businesses and so forth, and that's how my husband's father's business was born, was from that whole motor vehicle agency type thing. So getting back to the name, when his aunt said Cassiano, I said, that is such a beautiful name. That is the name of my new coffee shop, Cassiano. As soon as they said it? As soon as she said it. As soon as she said the name Cassiano, I said, what a beautiful Italian name for my coffee shop. So that was a definite. And then my sister being a uh, graphic I mean, I... Um, a graphic design artist? Not really a graphic design. I mean, she is that as well. She's very good at that, but she's an art director. So she thinks of people's whole vision for their business, graphically, words, you know, the whole Even thing. the layout? Like, the layout, everything. No, wow. not, not, no, no, not the physical layout of the store. Okay. Having to do with marketing your business. Right. So I said to her, I have to name it Cassiano something, Cassiano Coffee Shop, whatever. She came up with the idea Cassiano Coffee Bar because it just sounded more simple or whatever, like a bar. You have to go in and have, I think it stand, sounds at, cool. stand at the bar and have your espresso like they do in Italy. You go in and you go right to the counter. You either sit down or they have a, like a shelf around the edge and you put your arm on it and you drink your espresso if you're not taking it outside to the, you know, to the little silver tables out front and right. sitting there for an hour and a half. Right. Drinking at the bar. Drinking at the bar. Drinking <laughs> at the coffee bar. So anyway, that's how uh, Cassiano's name came to be because it's actually our family name. That's so cool. And it's, it is and nobody knew it. Nobody My children knew didn't it. know it. That's nobody so knew crazy. that the name was really Cassiano until, didn't know your own until name. 12 years ago. Nobody knew it. Wow. My husband didn't even know it. <laughs> Is that crazy? But you guys still go by Kashan. Kashan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But now Some you have this. Some people call me Mrs. Kashiano because they think that's my last name. But Does she? It, it isn't. It's Kashan. Yeah, no doubt. I was going to go into the coffee shop, obviously, but I actually wanted to start off. That was a great story. But there's something I need to talk about with you first. Okay. And you probably don't see this coming. We need to talk about Ruth. Okay. We need to talk about that. Who is not Italian. She's not Italian. No, she's Spanish. Okay. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, what a staple of our community, she in is. my opinion. Absolutely. Okay. But she's so helpful and so friendly. And her, her main existence, besides helping me, is to greet my customers and make them feel happy about their day, good about their she's day. She's become part of our weekend, absolutely. like our weekend tradition. Oh, absolutely. I can see that. Like if we don't get to see it, it, it we need to see her. <laughs> like, so we go to martial arts and um, between either before or after we go to Cassiano's to get our drinks and we know Ruth is going to be there. We know she's going to tell us we have a beautiful family <laughs> and she might say that to every family. I don't care when she right. says it to me. It means something. It just warms my soul. Oh, that's so nice. And uh, so many people tell me that. Yeah. I mean, every day that they, she makes them feel good when they walk in. She tells them they're beautiful or handsome or. She looks you in the eye. She gives likes, you a hug. Likes her, likes their pocketbook or something, <laughs> some kind of a compliment. I walk in with, in tow with many, many children and she just says, <laughs> oh, they're all so beautiful. 
Yeah, and she's of course the, best. The, the pretty accent helps. Yeah, that helps. It all. She's got it all. She's awesome. What a good, great person to sit at the front. And you got her a little gift a couple of years ago, didn't you? In the back. The Bolivian bombshell coffee. Did you Wait a see minute, that? I forgot about you that. You there for that? I, th- I think I heard about yeah. that. What was that? Well, for my tenth anniversary. Um, of the store. Of the store. My tenth okay. anniversary of the store. I don't know why it was what I was trying to do, but one thought led to another, and I thought, you know what? I've been wanting to to sell coffee more, coffee beans more, and I need a I need a picture for it that sort of is cool and different, and the coffee that I wanted to sell was from Bolivia because I thought I found a Bolivian coffee. I said, well, that's my mom's country. I'll sell Bolivian for my anniversary because it means something. So again, talking to my sister, I said, what kind of cool picture can we put on the Bolivian coffee that would be personal and sort of, you know, shocking? Like, well, my sister had this picture of my mom in her files of when she was younger. That's right. That much photo. younger, And uh, was with my dad. But my dad was sort of in the background. My mom was in the foreground, which was the case in their life. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Anyway, my sister Lori, you know, worked on the picture, made it a beautiful sepia, you know, picture for the coffee bag. And it was just a huge shock to my mom. We kept it a surprise for the anniversary party of Casciano. It was like an unveiling. And she literally was shocked that we had done that and let alone to see herself in one of those really beautiful pictures that we had of her. Mm. So it was really a nice, it was a nice addition so there's a specific drink in there or this is a bag that carries that was a that was we always now we we used to have bolivian coffee for a long time now we've changed that particular blend to the peruvian blend but it's one of our blends in other words we have guatemala as our mild now it's peruvian as our as our medium but it was bolivian but how do you, how are you using the picture does it go on the it cup? was on the bag of coffee when you you know when you go in the store and you buy a bag of coffee ground that's right or whole beans yes it was on that bag is it still there no no no, no. you all missed your chance i know you missed, you missed your, your chance. chance and i you know we people people bought that bag like crazy with yeah. that picture it's gonna be worth a lot of money and one day. i still have that picture little label so we may have a resurrection oh, of the bolivian the bolivian second blend. edition second edition i look yeah. forward to that <laughs> definitely let me know but then about when that. we discovered the peruvian coffee it was so delicious it sort of pushed bolivian mm. by the wayside for a while for a while okay yeah yeah you mix it up mix so it up. which is really cool because yeah. your heart and soul is into the product that you give sure i was going to ask you like I mean, at first I wasn't sure. Did you just come into this and uh, just take people's advice and get that coffee? Or did did you, like, receive an education about... Coffee in general? Just coffee in general? Well, or? I did have to educate myself, yes. I mean, I was a big coffee drinker. My husband, Nick, and I both loved coffee and, you know, were huge Starbucks fans, to tell you the truth. And um, yeah, we just liked coffee. So, but the idea of selling coffee I knew nothing about, so... I went to, um, I planned a trip to the coffee trade show in Chicago when I first got the idea of making the storefront into a coffee shop. Huh. And as soon as I booked that trip to Chicago, that where I would also take a sort of a beginner's class on selling coffee and opening really? the coffee shop. That's yes, so cool I that exists. That. Yeah, I, well, at the trade show it does. 
so I booked the trip, and then somebody called me and said, um, Linda, did you hear that Starbucks is coming to Hamilton? <gasps> and I said, really? Where? I said, so-and-so location on the White Horse Pike. Well, I knew that was my girlfriend, you know, a friend's um, shopping center. So I called her, and I said, uh, is it true that, that you just rented the Starbucks? She says, yeah, and I just found out you were doing that. I'm, you know, oh, sorry about that. Whoa. Is that going to change your mind? I said, absolutely not. That means Starbucks did all that. Oh, I thought it turned that off. Oh, nice ring. Wait, <laughs> what show is that? It's killing me. Is that Seinfeld? No. Boom, boom. Oh, no, that's like Law and Order. Law and Order. Boom. Okay. Second chance. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my sister, by the way. Hey, sis. So, uh, yeah, so I said to her that they did all the work and all the demographics, so I must be doing something right if they decided to come here. Yeah. So they opened. I let them open. No, this town definitely needs a coffee shop. They needed a coffee shop, absolutely. So this was, you know, uh, 2007. And um, I, uh, so they're coming. So I went to my trade show and I learned about coffee and how to open a shop and how to design it and lay it out and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm going through my thing, and I knew they were opening in September, according to the um, press and so forth. So I said, let them open first, and I'll open second. That way, Hamilton will get their sticker shock of a $4 latte from Starbucks and not from me. So they opened 30 days before me, and um, one year later, get out of here. guess it was gone. You beat Starbucks? Well, I like to say so. <laughs> No I'd doubt. I'd like to say so. But, Linda Kashan but, took down the giant. But truthfully, it was more because they closed 600 stores that year. They had gone through it. I'm going to edit that decision. part out of the show. Okay, I'm going to yeah, edit that part okay, of the show. Yeah, <laughs> so as a side story, this is a funny story. Yeah. Today, the lieutenant governor comes to town and did a big press conference in front of Eagle Theater to accept, to, to award us with um, a nice, uh, I think it was a DCA grant of some sort or whatever, and it's going to help um, the theater oh. expand to that space next to it. I'm not exactly sure exactly how the money is, because we, we've received several grants lately. But anyway, the lieutenant governor did come to Hamilton and do a very nice, generous amount of time, you know, with our uh, leaders and press and so forth. But in the course of her discussing small business and businesses and how to promote a town, whatever, she made the comment, well, you know, Starbucks, if you had a Starbucks, it would bring oh, the no, millennials. She, oh, no, she didn't. She did. And I wasn't there, but enough people oh. told me the story that I think there was a collective. <gasps> I would have gotten in my gasp. car. I would have gotten in my car <laughs> and showed up. With a sign or something. She, I don't know what I would have done. There was like a gasp, and then people didn't know what to say. And so finally, the Main Street director, Cassie Yacovelli, was making her acknowledgement to the lieutenant governor and thanking her for coming. And she somehow slipped in there. I just want you to know, you know, lieutenant governor, that we actually do have a very nice coffee house here in Hamilton, and they actually drove Starbucks out of town. So she made some some sort of comment like yes. that, which was, you know, boom, <laughs> made everybody in the audience happy. Well, okay, I, I come from New York City. I've how many coffee shops you want to, in million. New York City? Yeah. A million and a half. Um, Joe's is one of my favorite. Joe's, yeah, that's a chain, right? It's a chain, yeah, yeah, Small yeah. Chain. I, I've been to Joe's. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, there's a lot of good coffee. Yeah. I, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I'm saying this because this is what I said. 
when I first came into your place, uh, what was it, three or four years ago? I, I lost count. But I looked at Lisa. We were talking about some very important things at the time. Your place was the go for us to discuss and make some big decisions about the future of our lives. And we left that place, your place, just think, I was like, I want to go back in there. Like, <laughs> I want to go back in and hang out with friends. I want to take my kids in there. I don't ever, when I went to a coffee shop before, it was like, I go, I get my cup of coffee. Oh, it's a good cup. Oh, this one's not so good. And I'm out. But your place, it is, you can feel the love. You feel the love from, obviously you, from Ruth. Uh, even, I have some friends at the front desk, too. <laughs> uh, shout out to the staff. And um, you just feel it from the walls, from the art, from the uh, events. Um, everybody knows it. And in fact, when I first moved here, this is going to be funny for you. Maybe not. Maybe you know. But when I first moved here and I was trying to like get myself in, a few people told me, you have to like go to... Yeah, I go to Kashiana's and, and Linda knows everybody. Right. And, <laughs> and I was scared. I went in there. I was like, oh, she's the nicest person in the world. <laughs> no Aww. problem. But no, you have a special place. and I, uh, I, I Those kind of stories, of course, make me very happy. That's really the highlight of my business experience is when people feel that way. It truly is. Because, I mean, a lot of people are in business and a lot of people may make, probably make a lot more money than maybe my coffee shop makes. But... When you have people say those kind of things, like I have another customer who, um, she's a professor at Stockton, and she literally picked Hamilton to move to and live in because she loved the coffee shop. She brought her family here and said, I'm living here, and I'm living in walking distance to the coffee shop. And she tells me that all the time. And then her parents moved here. <laughs> they relocated and moved here, and they That's what the I'm talking thing. about, though. So it's just such a great we feeling. We don't want Starbucks right. in this town. Like, right. we don't want the chains. Like, right. we've got this. Right. We've got our coffee shops, our waffle sandwiches, yeah, our cannolis, <laughs> our right. summer camps. Like Independent. Independent and passionate and right. awesome. Right. It is so important. When I, so lucky that so we have lucky. it. It oh. really is. I feel so when lucky. When you go to a mall now, isn't it sort of depressing? I was thinking uh, Saturday when I took my kids. I think about it every time I There's go to a no mall. There's no personality anymore. And plus the fact that so many stores are gone, it just it doesn't seem to have a life. But when you come downtown, I feel like there's a life. Yes. There's a life and there's all these people banging it out every day to try to make a nice place for our community or our passersby to visit and enjoy and I never got that in New York City I never got people looking out for me because that would make you know whatever better mm -hmm. everybody here is looking out for each other yeah I've never experienced it before and that's it's so nice it's I see that all the time with your with your business and how people have um, enveloped you and your family into their lives and are so happy for you as an owner of such a special business. I see it and hear it all the time. Really? That's really nice. I mean, you must feel it being new to town and feel, you must feel the love. I'm sure you do. Because of the first year where people, you know, were skeptical, rightfully so. And sure, the, the rightfully so. The giant shoes I had to fill. You, you know, <laughs> um, And I want to talk about that too, because I have something I thought about before you got here. But um, after that first year, and then things just kept getting, people kept finding out what we were all about and accepting us and eventually really, I believe, caring about us. It makes, because of that first year, it makes every single time you saying it, anybody saying it, feel like, 
yes, Mm -hmm. we did it in a town that cares about each other. And now they care about us Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do anything we can to help out the town, whether it's uh, volunteering at the events or uh, sorry about this weekend. I know. know, we missed you. Oh, man. Everybody said, what happened to that fun place? <laughs> they had that fun place where we... Nobody said that. They did. did they they really? did. They were looking for more activities. They said there was a place down there oh, that had activities. Next year and every other <laughs> event after this. Yeah, sorry. Ashy Baby was really sick. I don't want to get know. into that. I think yeah. people already know. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, but yeah, this is the place. And I feel like if there was a Mount Rushmore of Hamilton, there's there's a few people I'm like iffy on, but there's two people's faces that would definitely go on there and it would be Dina Moorhead and <laughs> Linda Cashel. Oh my gosh. You two. Put me in the same category as Dina. You She's, guys. She is really something. She I is. have a funny story about Dina. So my children went here and my son went here, let's say he's he went here 27 years ago. That's quite a long time ago. And then um, when I opened Casciano, I had to make a delivery here for breakfast or whatever somebody had ordered for the teachers. I had not been here in all that time. So let's say that's about 10 years ago. And I walked in the front door and the smell of reed just came flooding into my <laughs> nose. And then Miss Dina is standing right there. I literally fell into her, let's say her bosom. Because <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> and I started no crying. And I started crying. I literally started crying because Why? she was so important to my family. Mm. She really was. She was so important because you entrust your children at that age to somebody, and it's very important. So now you're entrusted with that and you must feel that you 100%. must feel that people entrust their children to you and your wife people keep coming up to me lately saying like when do i get a break and you know when do i get a vacation and it's not going to happen like i'm not getting vacations i'm not getting breaks and that i'm okay with it 100% i'm like so i'm so passionate about this and i'm doing something that i feel is very 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 important and I'm not stopping. Like if I have to work till f- you know five in the morning, you know I'm working till five in the morning. Uh, I'm still young enough to have that kind of energy, and I'm going to use it. And there's there's something that so Miss Dina had her style. I had my style. Mm-hmm. And I know it's inevitable. People are going to compare, and that's totally fine. But it's if, hard for them to compare because the same families weren't here, aren't here now as they oh, were then. Oh yeah, Just we really, got a whole new crop. We have a right? whole new crop. Yeah, like, like I couldn't compare. Okay, but I can compare just liking you and seeing you, you in the community of course in my shop <laughs> yeah but. well when you told me you would uh, do anything for me at walmart <laughs> the other day, i was like yes i made it yeah i asked linda if she would do this and she said anything for you so i was like okay she likes me i do uh, thank you um but the thing about dina and she shares the same thing as lisa and i is that she is 100 percent into this she knows the importance of it she takes the time for every single kid to feel loved I take the time for every single kid to feel loved. With, you know, I do it in my loud, you know, whatever kind of way. She did it with her guitar. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, I feel like every single kid is going to leave here as they left with her, feeling that uh, they're more brave, that they're ready for the next step in life, and that they're welcome to come back, and they're always wanted to come back. That's really nice. Really nice. I'm living my dream here. That's wonderful. Yeah. You're so lucky to do something that you love so much. Yeah. Really what lucky. did you do before? Uh, pro wrestling. 
<laughs> You're kidding me. No. How did um, I not know that? Well, um, I don't make it too public because I'm a preschool <laughs> teacher now. <laughs> but um, okay, so I, I wasn't like I wasn't like making a good living off mm-hmm. pro wrestling. I wanted to make a good living off of it, but I also knew I wanted to help kids. Um, there was a time that I worked in a latchkey program aftercare, mm-hmm. and long story short, I quit because uh, I didn't like the conditions the kids were in. Um, the next day. Uh, the boss called me at high school and my principal was like, Sam, the phone's for you, your boss. And I was like, well, I don't have a boss anymore, but okay. I pick it up and she's saying, Sam, the, the kids are all rebelling. The parents are saying they're going to pull the kids out of latchkey if you don't come back. Oh my gosh. So we'll give you a raise. <laughs> I didn't even ask for a raise. And uh, I walk back. I'll never forget the walk back because I just got bombarded Aww. by hugs. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I... You know, I want to make a difference. difference. You did make a difference. I feel like I might be good at this. Maybe I'll stick with it. So I taught for many years, and um, I was perfectly happy doing that. Um, Then one day, the principal asked me if I ever wanted to buy a school, and Lisa's ears perked up, and uh, I'm here now. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah, but in between all all that, I was a pro wrestler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was my dream, Um, and you know what? All my shows that I do for the kids or when I'm up in front of an audience or even just speaking one-on-one, a lot of my uh, interaction skills came from working audiences pro wrestling. Hmm. Uh, I thought I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I feel like I did pro wrestling to learn how to be a better person and teacher. That's great. Yeah. Enough All about. experiences are important, yes. aren't they? All yeah. life's experiences are important. We talked about that on my last podcast. You know Allison Gallagher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she spoke about that because we talked... We spoke about some people are brave enough to try to push boundaries and then they learn as their children what they can't do. And some kids never had the experience of pushing boundaries or, uh, you know, being brave enough to do certain games and skills and they never get that experience. Mm-hmm. And I know it might drive a mom crazy, you know, when the kid just keeps pushing and wants to do more. Right. Or you have to be brave enough to own a, a business in Hammonds in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you learn from it, right? You do. What have you learned? Did you want a business? What was before Cassiano's? Well, I basically was a stay-at-home mom, which I loved. I really was. So I had, before I got married, and I had my first son, you know, pr- as soon as I got married, we, we got pregnant. So before that, I had 10 years of being in sales. So I am a salesperson. Oh, I, I could totally see that. Pretty good at it. Uh, no doubt. You could probably... <laughs> Sell me anything, for sure. So, um, but anyway, I decided that I waited long enough to be a mom and, you know, have a family. I was 30 at that point. I said, I, I'm just going to enjoy this. And I was lucky enough to be able to stay home. Mm. Not everybody is, but I was, and I truly enjoyed it. That being said, I didn't sit around and eat bonbons. I was always doing something, and then Main Street happened in 1993. My kids what were What was young. it before? What was ma- no? I'm saying the program Main Street mm. Hamilton oh, the was program. introduced okay. in 1993, and I they called asked for volunteers, and I said I want to I want to be involved. I want to make the town better because at the time in the 80s it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice at all. It wasn't nice at all. No, it was, was very dangerous. Bad. It was dangerous. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was. It was not a nice town. You would never be able to tell now. You would never be able to tell now. You would never be able to tell now. Remind you, it was a beautiful, prosperous wonderful downtown you know throughout its existence it's just that in the 70s and 80s all downtowns went downhill because everyone went to the malls 
Oh. So our, the malls were so big in the 70s. It was such like the place to be. All your social life, everything was at the malls. Mm. So in the 70s and 80s, all downtowns, you know, went downtown, went, went downhill. And the um, Main Street programs were instituted by each state to help revive downtowns. Their whole reason for being was to revitalize downtowns. So our Chamber of Commerce, and this is you know a fairly common story, but our Chamber of Commerce decided to apply for being a Main Street town, and they were granted that um, back in 1993, and they knew that it was important to revive the downtown so that your whole town would improve if you had mm. a better downtown and didn't have vacant buildings and graffiti and you know things like that going on in your town. So one of the stipulations of having a Main Street program is that you must have an executive director running it. So you must have a paid executive director so the town and the chamber, mostly the town, gave money to start this program to pay somebody. And we've had four directors since we started, which is pretty remarkable for 25 years. Yeah. We've only had four directors. And each one of them have been fantastic, and each one of them had their own individual talents. And, um, you know, one, the first one was a young rah-rah. She got everything started. Tracy, she was fantastic. She got the whole, you know, town excited about it and got all these volunteers and got all the programs started. And then she left. And then we had another one, John Woods, who was a landscape architect by trade and mm. um, wasn't overly outgoing. He spent his time just making things happen to improve the look of our town. He wrote a lot of grants, and it started us off on improving the whole uh, look of our town. We had better, all new sidewalks went in, and all kinds of improvements, landscape kind of improvements. And um, he, again, was very um, methodical in what he did, and he kept the program going and, you know, was, was great. Then we had, um, you know, before him, we had another director uh, Kitty McCullough and she was very good at certain creative things and she actually started our arts center. She got mm. the arts center started so that we would um, be, start to be becoming an art community. What so a that cool was thing very, to have in town. Very important and she started that in her own home by the way. She started the meetings in her own home and then they found the location and it's grown and grown into being a, you know, a very very good staple of our art district is, yeah. our, is our Hamilton Arts Center. And then was John, and then was Cassie, our current um, director. She definitely brings some skills to the table. She brings so many skills to our table. Got to get her on the show. Got to get her on the show. Leadership, um, strategic planning, personality. Well, she's given me advice. Doggedness of just, you know. Oh, she's a grinder, right? She's a grinder, right. So I'm not going to talk too much about that because if you know she'll tell you yeah. a lot more about Main Street but anyway for me as a stay-at-home mom that became my job was working with Main Street as a volunteer I was president two or three times oh. chairperson of different committees blah 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 and then um, I had another small business back in the late 90s called Last Stop and that was a consignment store for used furniture and antiques and I did that with none other than Ruth, 
Really? Because <laughs> that was really her passion. So I did that because that Furn- was antiques, antiques and collectibles and things. That was her passion. Oh. And I just did it because I knew she really loved it. And she did. And she how, was just fantastic. How'd it go? It. it was great. We did it for four years. Cool. And then the antique marketplace opened. And I took a booth in there mm. and then closed my store um, just because. Is your booth still there? No. Okay. No, no, no. Anyway, so that was that. And then decided to buy a building and really buying the building was why I started a business because I'm going to own this building I'm going to make it something good for the downtown and that's what the coffee business was supposed to do Kashianos was the first was, first business was, in was, the building yes yeah. the first business in my building since since what it was which was a photo center it was Hamilton Photo Center for 50 years and then that that man Joe Pasalacqua got ill and and you know, couldn't run his business, and the building was sort of abandoned for a couple of years. But he ran a successful downtown business for 50 years because everybody needed to get their photos in those days. Mm. It was still open when I moved here. I took my camera there. I took my film there and got my pictures developed. So he developed pictures. I miss developing pictures. I do, too. I miss having pictures. Me, too. They're all stuck Waiting somewhere. Waiting for it and seeing I loved it. Oh, it was loved the best. It. It's just different now. It's different now. Yeah. I it's, miss uh, my, uh, I miss those physical photo pictures. Photo albums. Yep. Like, I guess you can scroll on Facebook, I but know, it's not but the it's same. I know, but it's not the same. It's not the same as having that special book People all come pasted over to the in. house, yeah. sit on the couch. <laughs> it's the it's best. It's true. It's true. So he had a successful business, and mine is the next business after that. Okay. So he was there 50 years. I've been there 12 years. Before that, I think, I have a picture of when it was in the 1800s. It was a um, saddlery, saddlery. The very building? Shop. The building had a saddle, I think that it's called. That building is that old? Oh yeah, 18, 18, 18, 78 or something, yeah. And barely, barely changed on the outside. I was gonna say, it's held up. Barely changed. I'm a twin, me and Action Travel, we're a twin. So it's one big building with two identical, um, you know, storefronts. Okay. So we were identical back then, and there's been a couple changes to the storefront since then, but but it was a salary shop. you've expanded, shop. too. I expanded next door, right? Next door, by the way, my wife wanted me to say on the podcast, her baby shower at next door Aww, was amazing. That's great. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was nice having ear it there. To ear. I love having those little parties at next door. What other parties have there been? Oh, we've had engagement parties, birthday parties, graduation parties. Um, I want to have a party there. We have parties. It, it, what it does is it fills a niche for people who are having a small party. So in other words, a lot of banquet places or large restaurants, you know, you need to have 35, 40 people to go in there. We do a party for 20, and it's yeah. perfect. 15 to 22 people is our perfect size for a little party there. And then we also do private meetings. So our setup there next door could hold a conference table setup for 12 people, which is, you know. Is that easy to? Simple to set up for 12 people. We have the large screen TV to do their um, PowerPoint presentation. I was there for the uh, bicycle when we were talking about biking in Hamilton. Oh, right, right. Sure, when the Green Committee came in. Yes. And uh, so anyway, we can have um, a private meeting for 12 at a conference room table or more if you have if you don't care that everybody's at the conference we have other seating for them as well and then they can have their um, coffee continental breakfast a full breakfast lunch service 
in the evening just coffee and water. So we provide all the refreshments that they need for their meeting. Linda Kashan, you wear a lot of hats. I do. You sure do. Don't forget Kitchen 19. I was good. Well, you're wearing the shirt. You're rocking the <laughs> Kitchen 19 shirt. What does it say? Creative Culinary it's Center. It's the Creative Culinary Center, which is a tagline that means we couldn't figure out really what we were, but we did everything. <laughs> <laughs> we really did everything that had to do with culinary and food. Okay. Because when we started, when I first took over the space, I took it because Cassiano does not have a full kitchen. Mm. So I was limited into what I could provide as food for my customers because I couldn't cook it from scratch myself. I had to buy everything and then prep prep it in our little kitchen, our little prep kitchen. I couldn't make my own roast chicken. I couldn't make my own grilled chicken. I couldn't prepare quinoa on the stove and so all those interesting things at came, the front desk those are all coming from, kitchen, all come from 19. kitchen 19 right from you right wow right everything in our case is prepared by chef alice in kitchen 19 and then brought over our sandwiches are all made right at casciano because we're just sandwiches. taking you know yeah. prepping our sandwiches and some of our salads but everything that is actually cooked and prepared or baked and prepared or roasted and prepared is coming from Kitchen 19. Wow. So it gave me and an opportunity you know? to do more healthy food. That's really what my goal was because mm. a lot of grab-and-go places, coffee shops or whatever, are not particularly healthy. But I wanted to offer the healthy alternatives along with our decadent sweet things. Oh, those cake pops. The cake pops. Linda Kishan, do you make those cake we pops? We do not make the cake pops. Okay. The cake pops are made <laughs> by our wonderful Jill Wong of the previous Sweet Creations. But mm. when she gave up her Sweet Creation space, now she makes them a Kitchen 19. Shout out to Jill, Jill Wong. Wong. The best cake pops, literally, oh, I have they ever melt. tasted. They're just so moist, so delicious. The so outside moist. coating has flavor, not just prettiness, but everything is flavorful and pretty. Mm. And I'll you know always have those cake pops, as long as she's stays in the area yeah it's hard it's the first why well, you got to make it the first thing i see when i walk in there linda <laughs> oh don't forget our cheesecakes oh, by yeah, lisa yeah. bella another fantastic baker and um we always we, so we have wonderful decadent sweets but for me as you know the sign of the future really is having healthy food options whether they be gluten-free or vegan is that how you eat it's really not how I eat in terms of gluten-free and so forth like that. I'm not a vegan by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want to eat carefully prepared, unprocessed food at mm. every meal. Yeah. There is nothing that I eat or you my family You don't eat anything eats. processed? Nothing. Wow. No, we don't eat processed food. When did you make that change? Well, it's really been my whole married it's, life. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. We don't eat processed food. We never go... I mean, obviously, I took my kids to McDonald's or whatever. Once in a while, it was a treat. Yeah. But really, everything that I that we have ever eaten has been prepared at home mm. from scratch. So um, I think that's important. It is it's so important. important way the way we eat, eat is such garbage. Yeah. It no, really you is. You go up and, down, up and down the food aisles. It's just amazing how many things they put and I have up a, and down those aisles. I have a very good feeling that in 100 years from now, people are going to look back on us and think we're really messed up about the way we eat and the factory farming we did. Right. Uh I, that's what I think people are going to look back the way we look back on some generations <laughs> and think like oh well, that was pretty dark I think they're going to look at us too. like that I do too yeah so what are your I got to ask what are your favorite foods and drinks well let's not go to the drink area but <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows I love my wine your it's wine. really not a secret yeah yeah no doubt but um, I don't know I love 
I love all foods. Right now, I'm just infatuated with Thai food. Oh, just infatuated with it. We need a good Thai we place. We do. Not a fast it. food Thai place. Not a fake Thai mm, place. Mm, we mm. need a real Thai Where place. Where they can put some pad Thai. And oh, and just patsy. that curry. That curry. Oh, that curry. curry. It is really my infatuation right now is really good Thai food. I think that's like maybe on the top three list of what I miss most about New York City was Thai on every corner. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like Asian food in general. Me too. Like I really wish we had, um, you know, access to like a good dumpling place or. That's what we need next on Main Street. Yeah. A dumpling place. Yeah, I would love it. I would mm. just love it. I would get really fat. But I like all food. <laughs> I really do. I like Greek food, Italian, of course. I adore that Greek cheese. That was it. The, the melted cheese or like the gooey cheese. Greek. Yes, I had it once at a Greek Feta? restaurant. No, what? <laughs> feta's not gooey. No, it's not it's gooey. Go- What's Greek? I'm gonna have to gooey. ask my mom yeah. now. It was the bet I ate it once ten years ago, and I'm still talking about it. Oh, so that's interesting. I have to think what you're what you're thinking about. Yes, yeah, right. I'll, I'll, hmm. I'll message it yeah, to you. Yeah, do that tonight. I'll put it on the description of this episode. <laughs> um, so before we do the chat pack questions, I have to ask you one more thing that I've asked a few people: Are you a Hamiltonian? Yes, Whoa. I am. Uh, yes. Yes, Powerful I am. Yes, I am. Um, what makes you a Hamiltonian? I mean. I, I think half the things you've said on this podcast make you a Hamiltonian, right. but... Um, I mean, I really lived here for 35 years. I've lived here longer than anywhere else, longer than where I was raised. Yeah. So I think I... Well, 33 years. 30, 33 and a half years, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's a long time to live somewhere. Here's how I feel about it. Where you raise your family is what you are. So I raised my family in Hamilton. I'm a Hamiltonian. So once my kids are raised, do you think I could I, pass the bar? I absolutely, absolutely do. Oh, I'm going to cry right now. I thought I had no chance of ever no. being a Hamiltonian. Oh, you will be in Hamilton. You'll be one before that. Coming from <laughs> Linda Kashan. <laughs> hey, that's what I say. I don't know what everybody says that, but. Yeah, no, there's probably a lot that. of people cringing right now. Yeah. Like, don't tell him that. No, you are. You'll be there. All right. Yeah. You claim it when you're ready. Oh, well, I'm definitely that's not ready. I'm claim definitely... it when you're ready. If I get to that point, maybe when I'm teaching my students' children in 20 years from yeah. now, maybe then I can feel a little bit. I think so. Are you ready for chat pack? Sure. What is it? Well, I have picked out a few questions I thought might be interesting for you. If you pick one out and you don't like it, say skip and we'll move on to the next. Oh but if you my. like it, give me your best. Okay. Just picking from the middle. What is the most awesome machine that you've ever seen in person? Hmm. It's a tough one for me to answer too, but I figured why not? If maybe in she's person, you know, the best. Person. Is there like an espresso machine that also like does your laundry or? Well, I'm, you know what I'm gonna say just because it's um, it's the first thing that came to my mind. So it's really not a machine, but I just have to say when I was my very first job was I sold a Texas Instruments business computer. So I live on my laptop now. I run my business on my little laptop. But the first one that I, the first thing that I sold when I was in the sales business was a business computer that was the size of that freezer. I'm sure at the time that was the most amazing. At the time, people were very excited about it because, you know, the generation of computers before that were the size of a whole room. I know. So when this little thing came out, it was a desk size. It was a little lower than that. So it was a desk size thing. People were excited about it because 
it was small Put and somewhat powerful compared to, you know, the computers that were the size of a room. Yeah. So that was just an interesting machine when I think about machines yeah. that I personally saw. That's a good person. answer. Good answer. I thought you were just going to say pass because I wasn't sure about that one <laughs> last one. I do like machines. You do like machines. I do like machines. Like I'm like like I'm fascinated with like those machines from the like the the did cotton. What oh, was that called? A reaper? The cotton gin. Nah, but Wait, what was the thing s- that what was the thing that went along with the reaper? Like the, from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Change the world. Yeah. A history yeah. teacher yeah, here. I like and that. it's like killing I like me those right kind now. of machines. I like it's the cotton gin, right? Cotton gin? No, cotton gin of the, I don't There's, think that's the one that, that went along the farm. Is it? Oh, went along oh, the no, farm no, no, no. Okay. And, and, and reaped it. Right. Wasn't a reaper? Something Is like that. Is there a reaper? That sounds like something out of <laughs> from the devil or something. I don't know. I like tractors. <laughs> oh, I, I got a little cool. tractor type thing I out like here. I like tractors. I like, I like, really? I like, I'm fascinated by the industrial revolution. Let's just say that. Do you study, have you studied a lot? I mean, not studied, but you know. You look at some of those machines and yeah. the way they worked back then. Yeah. And the way Whitney, they had to figure Eli out. Eli Whitney, what did he have? Uh, oh my gosh, why are you doing this to me now, Lynn McShawn? <laughs> I think he's the, he's the cotton gin guy. He's the cotton gin, yeah. There's someone yelling at the radio right now saying, <laughs> no, you fools. Yeah. But anyway, I think machines back then were fascinating. But I have never saw one in person, so I couldn't answer that question that way. Yeah. Well, when I was a history teacher, we used to watch videos that where they would replicate certain things and show mm-hmm. how they would, I don't know, use a, the steam for, for a steam engine. And it's just so fascinating. It is fascinating because yeah. it was, um, it accomplished a lot. So much more. Accomplished Ch- a lot. The world. Changed the world. Yeah. Probably, okay, top three things changing in the last few hundred years. Uh, that, the Industrial Revolution, those machines, cars, and now the phones. I can't think of one thing more than those three things that have just shaped it all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn this thing off and I'm going to think of 20 more <laughs> things. But that's what I got for you right now. Okay, we have time for one more, Linda Kashan. I hope it's a good one. If you had been a kid living in the 1800s, here we go. Oh my gosh, perfect. What aspect of life do you think would have been the most difficult? Well, I think the, <laughs> I think the cleanliness thing. Mm. Like it was hard to, you know, depending on... I'm not oh, talking, you mean like hand sanitation? Yeah, just the whole bathing and... Mm. You know, I'm not talking about wealthy families in the 1800s. I'm just talking about the normal family, like let's say out in the prairie, yeah, whatever. You couldn't even afford it. Like you had to yeah. save your little bits of soap. And, then, and right. And then like the mom had to just, you know, wash on a little washboard her children's clothing. A washboard. It was, it was hard. A lot harder hard than putting to, it in a machine. Very hard. Hard to keep your dishes clean. Hard to keep your clothes clean. Hard to keep yourself clean. You're right. It was an effort. You're right. It wasn't a second thought. It was an effort. Well played. Hey, is there anyone who might listen to this? I'm hoping everyone listens to it. I mean, now that I have you on here, is there anyone <laughs> who uh, you want to give a shout out to? I mean, we gave a big fat shout out well, to you, Ruth. And my mom, of course. I have to say my husband. I mean, honestly, um, there's never a day that he ever complains about me being in business and being busy and being tired. He never complains. He never said, you know, why are you doing this? Was you know? it a shock for him at first because he wasn't used to it? or? Well, let's just say my husband was very spoiled, our whole marriage. Oh, <laughs> suddenly someone else has to do the dishes. <laughs> he was very spoiled. Yeah. And then 
when I when this happened and I just you know work I work really hard I really do I work really hard I work every day really hard and he never ever complains or said you know why are you doing this he always knows why I'm doing it and he always feels it's important and feels proud of me so that's my shout out awesome very cool hey uh are you going to actually listen to this? I don't know. Come on. Nobody <laughs> likes their voice. I hate Linda's my voice. A, but everybody says that. Well, we'll see. Well, I enjoyed this interview. and Me uh, too, Sam. I enjoyed it very much. It was much more relaxing than I thought it would be. Yes. I you hope everybody that, gets the opportunity to, to do it. Yeah. Tell people. I, I, I'm looking forward to having a lot of conversations and getting to know everyone and recording it so that people get to find out all about you, Lynn Kashan, and the great people of the town, right? Yes, I think we have a lot of great people, a lot of great <sighs> inspiration, and um, just, I, I can't say enough about my fellow small business um, friends downtown, and how hard they work, and how much they contribute to Can the lifestyle. Can we give them a little shout out? Yes. I really want to. Yes, people don't realize, people, I wish that people would just realize how hard it is mm. to own a business and to come every day and try to make the right decisions and have the right product and put that money into your business. I think if everybody would just just try to spend $25 a month on small business, whether it be you know Hamilton, downtown, uptown, any small business, just think, think to yourself, if we didn't have these people working so hard, you know, we wouldn't have a downtown. This we town wouldn't have be all this. Same. It wouldn't be the same. When I take people They here. work so hard. They really do. They work hard to give something that is so important to our town. I definitely, I, well, I obviously know how hard they work <laughs> from my own experience, but I do feel that people, maybe not everybody, but I do feel people see, I see what you do. I see uh, Menino's just blowing up. Blowing up. I mean, she's, well, she's amazing. She's she an is. amazing business person. She really is everything that and, she does and the amazing. product it's speaks delicious. for itself too oh, the blueberry oh. oh the peach too i haven't had the peach yet oh my god oh my god and i love peach try I can't the wait peach to try that. ridiculous in, in the winter time she had a fig cannoli that absolutely blew my mind i love fig. food fig so it wasn't overly sweet but it was fig did you get like tasting. this fig seeds no it didn't have seeds in okay. it. it just had this delicious fig flavor and of course for me, it went well with the wine. <laughs> right on. Well, I hope you go home and uh, enjoy a glass of wine. I really hope you listen to this, and uh, maybe we'll do it again one day. Thank you, Sam. It was a pleasure. All right, Linda, really take was. care.